Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2pm. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2pm. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. 
Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val. Thank you for tuning in to MutinyRadio.fm today. It is Friday, January 26th, 2018. Wow. Well, it's we're we're in the thick of our winter, but that's kind of a kind of a ruse here because it's San Francisco and it's chilly, all right. But um, I know people from other places come here and they laugh in our faces by calling this winter. But uh, this is it's the only winter I know. I'm a Californian. I have to say I'm I'm a little spoiled. Sometimes I'm a little ignorant, and uh, you know that's okay because uh, we all learn from each other. And I just hope that you come here and. And uh, get to enjoy this really amazing city with all of its perks and its, uh, you know, interesting moments uh, that you can have. I had a couple interesting moments coming over here today on BART. Uh, (laughs) All I have to say is BART and you're like, okay, what happened? Nothing nothing, uh, bad or, or ugly or anything. It was actually hilarious. I'm sitting on the BART train and we're at one of the stations and the doors are open and the doors close. And then you hear the driver come over the intercom. And, you know, actually BART drivers are usually really, 
very uh, polite and helpful, unlike writing Muni, where they might be, you might be stopped for like 10 minutes and nobody tells you what's going on. But Bart, you know, they're very communicative and they let you know what's going on. But today it was just the, the driver said, put your weed away, boy, no smoking. And that like went through the whole BART train and there were snickers and of people who weren't otherwise tuned out. Um, but that was kind of funny. And then I came up to the BART Plaza at 24th and Mission and somebody had some pretty actually decent sound system out in the square and they were blasting I want to know what love is. And people around were standing there. You know, one guy was wearing some sort of fuzzy Russian looking hat, um, fake fur kind of thing, just into it. And, um, you know, what variety uh, <laughs> this city affords us. And um, it's always a, a pretty good time. I know you were probably, you may have just been listening to the weekly review before Women's Magazine. That's with Roman, uh, host DJ Roman on the weekly review. And uh, I'm sure that there was a lot of uh, hard hitting news that came out of that show. There usually is. Um, it's all very important things to be paying attention to. Uh, I came in dressed at the tail end of uh, the show there. Well, they were talking about the the act, the interim mayor that's been that's been appointed um, or voted in to be the interim mayor um, until the June election, in which uh, so the the new mayor now is Mark Farrell. Um, he is District Two, which is kind of like Pacific Heights Marina uh, area, and he's he's been on the board for several years. Um, but it was kind of a, a little bit of an upset because after Ed Lee died, Mayor Ed Lee died in December, according to city charter, um, it's the president of the board of supervisors who assumes the position of mayor. And so that's London Breed. So she was sworn in as mayor and um, has been until just two days ago when the council or the soup board met um, to discuss whether they were going to appoint a caretaker mayor. Um, the The kind of the conversation was uh, a lot of people were pushing for a caretaker mayor to be appointed because they didn't want London Breed, who's also running for mayor, to have the advantage of being the incumbent or the person who's in the office uh, come June when we vote again. Um, but of course, there were a lot of supporters of London Breed and, uh, and others, people who may not even personally support her, um, but who were rather put off by the fact that they were trying to take you know, take that position away from her. Um, but that's what happened. Uh, another member of the board, Norman Yee, um, proposed that they vote on a caretaker mayor and nominated um, Mark Farrell. And by a narrow margin, he was voted in to act as a caretaker mayor. So now he gets to be the mayor until June. He has to appoint a replacement for his position, the District 2 supervisor. So, um, yeah, we're we're um, we're back to. I I don't know what we're back to. We're into new things. We're in new territory, <laughs> but that's how it, that's how it rolls out um, here in San Francisco. Uh, it's it's looking it's gearing up to be an interesting election season as it always is. There are a couple of. Um, forums coming up where the people who are running for mayor, all the candidates are going to be showing up. Coming up next Wednesday, uh, there's going to be an event in the evening at the Noe Valley Ministry that's on Sanchez Street. I believe it is a, I'll, I'll get the exact time for you, but I think it's a, I think it's a f six o'clock event. Um, and then also at uh, next Saturday, February 3rd at the Corette Auditorium in the main library at San Francisco Public Library down at Civic Center, another mayoral forum as well. And that is a, that is a four o'clock next Saturday. So if you're kind of a politico, uh, little kind of junkie, kind of like I am, um, you might want to go to these sessions. If you're not, if you know absolutely nothing about politics and you never, ever pay attention to what's happening in local government, I recommend that you go as well. It's called learning. Uh, we'll all be learning together in our various ways. I um, really encourage people to get civically engaged. Uh, this has kind of been the 
a, a big thing. <laughs> this is ridiculous, but it's been a big thing this past year, civic engagement. Um, <laughs> might have been a little quiet before at times, um, but there's certainly a huge, huge resurgence of of engagement, um, people not only getting out into the streets in certain cases, but also writing to and calling their members of Congress or their local representatives uh, to, to weigh in and on, on really important issues that not only affect us as individuals, but affect our society. And um, I was really inspired last weekend at the Women's March. I went to the one here in San Francisco at Civic Center and, you know, there was the rally and then there was the march. And I talked to a lot of people who just went to the march, but really the rally was where it was at. It was incredibly inspiring. Um, There were all these speakers who got up there and in one way or another was talking about well, one, how more uh, women and we need to run for office. We need more diversity in leadership. and also the this this kind of kind of integration of so many different social movements and social causes because we've had lots of different disparate groups you know there's like you could fight for women's rights you could fight for prisoners rights you could stand up against police brutality you could be there for uh help you know reproductive rights so all these different uh homelessness all these different camps who have been advocating for social justice and equal rights are, are interwoven into this new movement of women. And that was one of the things that one of the speakers said. They're like, this is not necessarily the new women's movement, but a movement of women. And it was, it was incredible. There were so many people out there. And of course, you know, we're not just talking about women. We're also talking about, you know, incorporating, you know, LGBT, uh, you know, just diversity. Um, also, diversity in ability. There was an amazing poet who got up. Her name is Joy Elan. I'm not sure how to say her last name, E-L-A-N. Um, she's pretty locally well-known. I And she has um, a speech disability, a hearing disability that she's had for her whole life. But she gave this poem basically saying like, you know, why, you know, stop underestimating me. She's like, I've got degrees from two high level universities. Um, (laughs) The best line of her poem that I, that was, um, you try to throw me under the bus, but what you don't know is that I know the bus driver and the crowd, you know, roared in, in, uh, in, in song for that for that particular line, um, I guess if you're here in San Francisco and you ride the bus, it's it's it's, called, it's pretty personal. So anyhow, uh, it's an exciting time, and I actually came away from the women's march very optimistic. You're listening to Women's Magazine.
listening to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission District of San Francisco. Thank you for tuning in. That was some music from the duo called Emma's Revolution and their song Choir, which I know, if you're listening, I'm probably preaching, preaching to the choir. But you know what? I like that song because they say, you know what? we got to pump up the choir. Um, people, go, you know, we spend a lot of our time, I think, you know, either verbally or inside our heads, defending our, ourselves uh, against against various things, um, and and receiving criticism and getting questioned for the things that we you know value or believed or hold true in some way, um, and they're like, well, you know, I, and then we apologize when we get into talking too much about things with people that we know that we agree about agree with, so um, you know. They're like, hey, where's the choir? Like, everybody needs to get pumped up. And, you know, it's about community, folks. So thank you for being part of this community here on Women's Magazine. And also uh, happy to be part of the Mutiny Radio community here in San Francisco. Speaking of, I have um, my um, co-DJ from the station, uh, Roman from the Weekly Review. Welcome to Women's Magazine, Roman. Hi, Val. It's a pleasure to be here. Hello. Sorry, my, I keep hearing a little bit of weird feedback from oh. my um, headphones, but people out there don't need to know that. I can hear you now loud and clear. Cool. So thanks for coming to, to hang out and be part of Women's Magazine today. My pleasure. So there were, we were talking um, during the break, I got a couple, couple stories that uh, we missed that you that you had on tap and didn't get around to during the weekly review. Oh, sure. There's what I I, I, um, I mentioned a little bit about, um, and that was that uh, there's a woman in Missouri who is taking on the abortion uh, regulations there, and she's with the Satanic Temple, and that whole idea with like the folks who are about well, we need religious freedom, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I'm with the Satanic Temple and we believe that we have rights over our bodies, so how about that? And there's an article in the Washington Post that came out on January 23rd, written by Eli Rosenberg, that goes into detail about this case as well as other things that the Satanic Temple has done for people to have rights to their own bodies and to really call people out on their hypocrisy when wanting to have wanting to legalize their, their bigotry that they they kind of tend to cover as this means of like, oh, it's religious freedom. Well, how about religious freedom for other folks who might disagree with you? Right. And, uh, you know, I, what about freedom from religion? Thank you. You know, that's kind of <laughs> the, the parenthetical that I've always kind of held in the back of my head as well. Um, you know, freedom of religion and no laws to, you know, uh, oppress you and your religion. But, you know, if, if it's your religion, if it's your belief that abortion is wrong and you don't want to get one yourself, then there is no law saying that you have to get an abortion. Right. But there is a law saying that women have a right to get one. So why is that law oppressing you personally? When it's not exactly, it, it's oppressing your idea. Yeah, but I mean, watch the news. My ideas are oppressed constantly. I yep. mean, it's not it's not in the realm of ideas. It's like it's it's very um, 
I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a strange argument to make a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. But, but then dot, dot, dot freedom from religion would yes. be, um, you know, rather, uh, you know, would be a big sweep. That would be pretty nice. But it's, I mean, it's an interesting case though, that the, the satanic temple, you know, <laughs> integrated as a recognized church, I suppose, mm-hmm. then, um, to not only push for abortion rights, but to use a, an unlikely or an un, you know, an unexpected, uh, kind of worship, uh, to, to play the, the freedom of religion card, so yeah. to speak. And if I may read like a paragraph from the article that I think sums that up very well, uh, the group whose founders describe themselves as atheists who don't believe in a literal Satan, but instead identify with the figure's role as an outsider, have been involved in political demonstrations before, particularly those that challenge the creep of religious ideas into the public sphere. Mm. Challenging the creep. Yeah. <laughs> like it. And grateful for folks who, who speak out in that way. Absolutely. That's, that's very interesting. You know, um, yeah, everybody's going to find their own way to, uh, stand up for, for their own rights. Absolutely. And the rights of others. That's right. Um, and not try to oppress them personally. Yeah. Um, also we were talking about, because right now it's a really pretty horrendous situation we have going on in this country right now with the ICE raids that are happening, Immigration and Customs Enforcement Patrol, um, who are actively engaged in uh, rounding up people who are undocu- have undocumented status or in this country or whose document whose uh, documentation status has lapsed in some way and maybe in a bureaucratic, bureaucratic way. Um, or they have been trying to uh, legally stay, but it's just going on and on and on and on and on. It takes people, some people years in order to get legal status in, in the U.S. Um, and what we're seeing is not just a targeting of the so-called violent criminals that the Republicans uh, are, you know, used to as a scapegoat for a, a much broader stroke of immigration policy, but. Um, but what we're seeing is uh, kind of normal, everyday people. Um, the other day, there was a, a doctor who's been in the U.S. for 40 years um, who was arrested and, and taken away. Um, there's whole you know communities of people who are being targeted, detained uh, in detention centers. Like pr- they're like prisons, basically. And um, but. It's like when ICE shows up, presumably for one specific person, they kind of sweep the whole house and talk to everybody and demand their paperwork too, and end up sometimes taking other people away, totally ripping families apart, traumatizing everybody in the meantime, and um, and creating so much you know uh, trauma and fear and distrust. Um, like I feel like I look around and, you know, I see it in people's eyes a little bit more these days and it's really, um, atrocious situation. So Roman, you were there at a protest. Uh, yes. Last night or starting around 4 PM, there was a protest outside the ice headquarters here in San Francisco, which is at 630 Sansom street. And, uh, we started out in front and then we kind of moved to one of the sides of the buildings and did a little sit in and a lot of folks spoke. People were on the street holding out posters and flyers and passing them out to folks along the way. Many people who were driving past honked in support. And it's also just really crucial to understand how many people are opposed to the, these ICE raids. And I really want to encourage folks who are able to to come out and support when you hear of these these protests because it means a lot. And we need more and more people. The idea, there's there's like the front entrance and then there's like, well, there's two 
ways that cars can go inside. And at one point we were sitting and blocking one of the gates and one of the cars from one of the employees tried to exit. And the person was clearly upset and they spoke to the security guard who spoke to us and was like, oh, this person needs to leave. And we're like, oh, what, what, do, they, what do they do with this organization? And the security guard was kind of going back and forth and trying to let us know that this person was only an administrator, even though you are still working with this really reprehensible organization. And so someone from our group said, oh, well, let's see his papers. And I uh, thought that was quite humorous because it's, it's, this is a, such a minor inconvenience and that they, they somehow can't leave from work right away when they want to and how minor that is compared to all the trauma that these families are going through right now. And eventually the person was, at, we're like, well, why didn't this person just go out the other way? And they were very hesitant to do that and reluctant and they had their lights on and the news crews were there. So there's a story on it. I know it's mainstream news, so where's that? However, they did interview some folks there. If you want to check out the story, it's at uh, NBCBayArea.com and there's an article by Jean L. And that's E-L-L-E is Jean's last name. And this came out on January 25th. So immigration activists demonstrate at ICE building in SF. So there's more information as well as words from some really great comrades who are out there speaking. And eventually the person did back up through the exit, the other exit. So it felt like this very kind of minor victory in a way where we're, we're doing this very small thing to inconvenience you. And how does that feel? And really just to put pressure, and it's also very reassuring, maybe not reassuring is the correct word, it felt very validating in a way just to see other people who are out there as well. And also, so many of us have so much anger about the ice raids and so much else of what's happening and coming down from this administration to be able to actually direct that anger at the people who are who are doing this and are following orders. It felt very... Uh, just to be able to kind of fight back in that way instead of internalizing that hopelessness and internalizing that anger and or taking it out on others who are not involved in that, I mm -hmm. recommend it to folks who are able to really fight back at the source and fight back at the people who are enacting these horrors. Word. Um, in, th that's a really interesting point about, you know, that minor inconvenience um, compared to the total, you know, life upheaval that that organization creates and causes. Um, and interesting to say, oh, just just an administrator, right? Well, that's a small job, right? Well, they think it's, well, it's, you know, it's probably a full-time job, but, you know, it, it's, it's a part of the organization, right? Um, you know, there were people who worked at Auschwitz too, you know, there were administrators and secretaries and stuff. It's like, this is like law enforcement officials going in and, and violating human rights. Mm. Um, and it's a really scary situation. Um, yes. So yes, I'm glad that there were people out there that the people who were working there got a chance to experience kind of a, a very, you know, poignant uh, point. <laughs> that um yeah show us your papers yeah. how do you feel you're you're stopped right now for what a few minutes yeah you know you're not being taken away to right. anywhere scary and unknown or maybe even undisclosed um yeah it's it's that's tough that's that's it's hard it's really hard hitting um and uh, i'm just glad people are awake and mm. paying attention Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's solidarity in numbers. So the more folks who come through, the the better it'll feel and the more power that we have. That's right. Uh, were, did you attend any of the Women's March events last Saturday? I was not at any of the Women's Marches this, this past Saturday. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was also very encouraging um, with so many people out there. And it, it was a very positive environment, too, like a lot of great energy because it was a celebration of this past year of people getting together, pushing for change, mm -hmm. seeing change actually happen because people got together to say things. Yes. And so, uh, you know, kind of along those same lines is it works. <laughs> yes. It just has to happen. You got to do something. Yeah. Um, it works. Um, pretty amazing. I, I, um, really encouraged about this year because obviously we have a lot that we're up against but I think we have the the will and the and the wit uh, to to really start to drive change in, into a better direction definitely 
and there's yeah, we're seeing more and more folks speak up and that's that's great yeah on the same lines of this uh, I was watching and I saw a little video the other day there's a little town up in Washington state that wa- that voted a majority voted you know for Trump Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sorry that was my reaction I don't, I'm not sorry for it it's, yeah. <laughs> Roman has fantastic like audio visceral reactions to things um, so this this town kind of you know majority of the town voted for Trump and they and then I started showing up in their communities mm. and families been taken away kids in the local high school it's this little town um, have been taken away so they interviewed some of the kids who were friends with the guy who was on their football team and yeah. in their classes and you know they were like it was just this really strange and sad situation you know like yeah, just like to think he's not going to be, he's not here anymore. Like, it's like he just, you know, you, they, they interviewed the superintendent of the schools and they said, it's all the empty seats where all these kids used to sit. Mm. Um, like 25 kids mm. from that, from that district have been deported with their families. Mm. Um, but the, the most moving or the most, um, I think, impactful person that they interviewed was a local police officer who admitted that he's like, you know, I'm a really conservative person. And, uh, I, you know, I, I voted the way I voted. And he's like, but I didn't realize like how this is going to affect my community. Basically he's like, I'm, I'm law enforcement, right? So I see things in black and white. Mm. You're here. You don't have your papers. That's against the law. You know, people have that black and white mindset, right? Mm. They call it like the 500 year old mind, right? It's like Mm. either this or that, this or that, this or that, this or that. So like people, you know, if you're, if you're a cop, you're like, this is against the law. That is not against the law. This is against the law. We got to do something. Right. So this is very like clear cut, kind of mindset that he had, he admitted to. He's like, this is the way I think. He's like, but then last summer, uh, I, I found out that this guy I knew and I've known him for 20 years, this really super nice guy, um, Mario, I said his name was, uh, had been picked up by ICE and, mm. and deported. And that was when it really hit him. Like, he's like, what about taking Mario out of our community makes this country better. Right, right. So I've even seen not just, you know, preaching to the choir, not just folks who are standing up and have been standing up, um, but also people who are on the other side of this kind of political, social, cultural spectrum who are starting to realize how bad it is yeah. and what they voted for yeah. and how that's actually playing out. And it's not, it's not black and white, right? You know, it's not that we can't think that way anymore. Yeah. Um, because it's going to affect everybody. It's going to affect your community. You know, it's going to affect your kids and their schools. And not only that, but you know, you talk about, you know, funding public schools, public schools get funded based on how many students they have. Right. You know, so it's like, you're just draining resources, you know, from beginning to end Mm. on both ends. And you're not really helping anybody uh, to focus on, on this as a, as a, you know, like some sort of huge threat to this country. Yeah. And also in that little town, it's on the, it's, it's up on the, it's it's a waterside town um so a lot of the people who have been taken away it's kind of killing a lot of the fishing industry yeah and processing plants and things like that because so many people have made their way up there didn't have the right papers Mm -hmm. and now ice is finding them yeah you know and i don't know what ice's strategy is maybe they're going to places where they feel like they've been supported you know if that's a trump town well Mm. maybe it's okay maybe that's where we start i have no idea i I don't claim to know what their strategies are Mm -hmm. but it's telling that local people even like law enforcement people Mm. are realizing what a backwards idea it is to try to like take people out of this country who have not done anything wrong and if anything have contributed to to their communities yeah so it's a it's it's 
It's ugly. It is. But with eyes opening, um, I think we're things are things are going to move in a better direction. Yeah. We just got to keep looking out for the people who are affected by it right now. Yes. Yes, indeed. And also just centering things around them and, you know, listening to their stories and finding how we can support them. Yes. Oh, you know, oh, there is, um, I got to look it up, but there's um, an, an evening coming up soon that's going to be happening at Mission High School where it's going to be um, getting in, you can get go and get information about uh, immigration policies and things like that and, mm. and processing and things. I'll, I'll look that up. I had a paper and I don't know where I put it, but um, you know, there's a lot of resources out there. Like if you go through the library it has a lot of resources, they certainly have um, uh, different events that they've been hosting over the past few months uh, to try to support the immigrant communities, whether or not you're documented or undocumented or in process or whatever your state stage or status is. Um, there, there's a lot of resources here in the Bay Area uh, who are trying to help out and, mm-hmm. you know, at least give the most up-to-date information and also um, help people understand their rights. Uh, there's still a sign up there on on Harrison Street about what what to do if ICE comes to your door, mm-hmm. which is like, don't open the door. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, they don't have the right to come into your house. It's just like, I mean, it's kind of like the police too. Yes, yes. You know, you need a warrant to come into somebody's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and to report it, to report that they came mm-hmm. um, to, to keep tabs on what's happening. So that was some, some of the things. Yeah. Anyhow, um, here we are at Mutiny Radio. We're so lucky to be here in the Mission District. And, you know, this this area in particular i mean this whole city and this whole country but this neighborhood in particular would be would it would be completely different without the immigrants who have made their way to this particular part of san francisco yeah i mean right now it's you know it's it's for the probably the past hundred years or you know maybe 80 years or so it's been um a largely uh Latino, Latina community, people from Mexico, Central America, South America, uh, a lot of Central Americans who have, who, you know, have come here to make this home. Um, before that, uh, back when um, we're, we're, it was a big Irish neighborhood mm. who were the, you know, the immigrants of the day, you know, trying to branch out and make a new life because their opportunities were drying up back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, for various reasons. But yeah, so like right here, we're right in the mix of this. I mean, we are America's melting pot right here in the Mission District. Mm. So um, we got to look, keep looking out for everybody and um, yeah, I encourage others that we know to uh, not be so short-sighted. Yes, yes, indeed. And if I might, I can also provide a, a number that folks can text to be alerted of uh, rallies that are happening. Yeah. So... Um, I will just one moment. Um, if you text the number three, three, two, 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 and you text four, the number four humanity, all one word, um, you'll receive text alerts of planned and rapid response actions. And these are like very much specifically anti Trump Pence actions, including anti ice actions as well. Cool. So if you text the number four humanity to the number again, uh, three, three, Two, two, two. And the number four, humanity, all one word. All right. There you go. You get updates, whether or not or whenever you decide to participate, you can at least know what's happening and and why. Mm -hmm. So thanks, Roman, for being... Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Phone calls. Um, (laughs) I'll put on a little music and answer this phone call. You're listening to Women's Magazine. In the warmth of your presence, I am safe at home. I will stand, I will stand. In the deepest conflict, I am not alone. I will stand, I will stand, I will stand, I will stand with this Circle in the circle in me, I will stand, 
I will stand in myself when I'm not feeling strong I will stand, I will stand I will tear down the walls and sing a freedom song I will stand, I will stand I will stand, I will stand, I will stand with this You're listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. Again, that was some more music from Emma's Revolution. Thanks to my friend Roman here from the Weekly Review. You should definitely tune into that podcast. Check out MutinyRadio.fm and uh, go to podcasts, and you'll see a whole list of all the different shows we have at the station. They're alphabetical. So if you scroll down, you'll see Common Thread Collective, which will be starting in just about 10 minutes. Um, Now roll down to the bottom. You'll see Women's Magazine. You'll see Weekly Review and uh, so many other shows. And if you'd like to have a show at Mutiny Radio as well, you can email our director, email director at mutinyradio.fm and come on down, learn how to run these boards and uh, figure out if there's a time slot. We have some open spaces in our schedule that you might want to do. Uh, we've got two-hour time slots every week. You can pay your, uh, it's just like monthly dues to the station. They, if you want more information again email director at mutinyradio.fm and come check out our funky little spot we're at the corner of 21st and florida here in the mission district 2781 21st street san francisco california 94110 feel free to send your music uh your poetry books and uh, attention global val and we will play them and read them on Women's Magazine, and or the Common Thread Collective. So that is an open invitation to you. Uh, We like to be a platform for free speech and put people out there who want to be heard. Uh, This show has about 3,500 to 5,000 downloads every month, and the Common Thread Collective uh, ranges about the same, sometimes more. So, you know, you're out there listening, and uh, other people who are out there listening could be listening to your work as well. So know that that is an open invitation. Okay. So... Um, I'm going to read a poem and then I'm going to sign off and we'll get going on the next show 
in about 10 minutes. Not yet. All right, I wrote this after the Women's March, which was very inspiring. Hearts lead and we follow. Mouths speak, but if the words are hollow, how far have we come? Instead, follow the drums, and soon we will be in sync. This isn't the poison Kool-Aid that we drink. We're here to share what we think, and what we see and know is not the show we want to watch destroy threads of humanity. We move to build courage, coalitions, and a new Congress, hosting the concepts of togetherness, beyond party politics, common good and sustainable economics, mixed ability, multi-generational community, international solidarity. And it's only January. It's 2018, and feminism is backed by popular demand. Where all people go hand in hand, door to door, house to the Senate floor, painting the roses red in the octopus's garden. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here every Friday. Women's Magazine again. I'm Global Val, and stay tuned. You know, if you're, if you're again, if you're interested in some of the events that are coming up as the as we roll towards a June election, we're going to be doing a lot of coverage here on this show and also on the Common Thread Collective. Hope to be hosting some of the mayoral candidates right here in the studio at Mutiny Radio uh, sometime before June. So come on in, and uh, you know hear what people are doing and, and the involvement. A couple of weeks ago, we had the candidates for um, from the Green Party. There's a candidate for governor from the Green Party. There was a candidate for uh, U.S. Senate for here in San Francisco. Um, you know, there's a lot of folks who are trying to organize and, and get um, good ideas working again for the people. Um, and of course, there's many ways to do that, but uh, we're still working with this democracy thing. So uh, <laughs> vote. Uh, you can go register to vote online, uh, and I recommend that you do. So peace. Lots of love to you all. Hope you're having a great day and have a, a safe and loving weekend and a uh, fun week until we're back here again next Friday. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, inspiration is contagious. Peace and thank you. In Montgomery and in Selma and the streets of Birmingham, the people sent a message to the leaders of the land. We have fought and we have suffered, but we know the wrong.